gentlemen welcome back to another brand new episode of the epl boys your home to everything going on in the world of the english premier league as always my name is matt i'm gonna do my best to uh steer this boat from crashing into a wall and as always i have my right hand man the best for my best friend through the interwebs mr jd jd we are back the break is over kinda still no premier league but i'm just so happy to see your face yeah, I mean, through the interweb, as you always say. So happy to see your face, Matt. Oh, man, I miss you so much. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, you know, so, To the listeners, we've only met once. We've, we've met yeah, once. Twi- or no, oh, twice, 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 excuse me, twice, 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 twice. We met twice. at a uni- uh, Union and Red Bull game. That's true. Very but, true. But, um, yeah, we're going to definitely, like, that's already, like, in the works. We're going to be doing, like, episodes in person together, where whether I drive to JD, JD drives to me. We're figuring that out, but we will be doing episodes in person uh, a handful in the future. But, again, that's future us talking, but that's a future us problem, too. Um, yeah, guys, um, in the world of the English Premier League, in the world of football... You've heard of what is going on currently right now um, at Manchester United with Mason Greenwood. Um, JD and I have already discussed that we do not want to talk about this for more than about 60 seconds. And I'll give my quick 30 right now. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. First of all, if you are a man at all. First of all, not just a man. If you are a woman who abuses your spouse, either way. If you are abusing the person in quotations you love, and I mean honestly... If you are hearing this, but you haven't seen the photos or the audio from this, huge graphic warning. I mean, this is some vile stuff. And honestly, I hope the worst for Mason Greenwood. I hope that he never sees the light of day. I hope everything is taken away from him on a personal standpoint. He deserves nothing. Man United have already come out and said that he's being removed from everything. Um, I'm basically, JD and I were also talking about basically the second that I feel like a charge is officially filed, Man United will then release him because then they'll, they won't have to like pay out the rest of his salary. But I mean, already the whole world is falling down around Mason Greenwood. And I think it's a great thing because this guy deserves, like I said, fucking nothing. Uh, Nike's already pulled him as a sponsored athlete. Uh, like I said, Man United's already removed him from basically everything going on with the club. Uh, apparently, almost every player on the normal team, JD, has removed him from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. He is completely isolated. JD, I wish nothing but the worst for Mason Greenwood. I hope the door hits him so hard he gets a concussion on the way out. I don't know if you want to add anything. Not really. I agree with everything you say. Um, it's disgusting. It's despicable. Um, yeah. Again. Again. Like the the what I have a problem on social media is the people that are saying you're not not defending him necessarily, but saying like, oh, let's wait till everything comes out. It's like the problem is those are the people the the people that are saying you know they're they're waiting for the proof to come out, but the proof came out initially. 
it's it's very it's very clear it's 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 very clear i i i don't i don't know who would in their right mind after seeing the the photo and and audio evidence at this point um could possibly even think to defend him so i i i don't i don't know i i have nothing else to add it, it's, yeah it's, it's oh ridiculous my my personal favorite one is the people coming out going oh no he well such a young talent he ruined his career no you know he ruined a, he, he ruined yeah. a, a, a woman's life yeah yeah like dude fuck his career like fuck everything about him if i could if i could I would take away everything Mason Greenwood's ever done for Manchester United. Any points saved, any amazing goals scored. I don't give a fuck what Mason Greenwood's done for Manchester United. Honestly, I hope the prick gets thrown in jail. I hope he gets set there for the rest of his fucking life. And I hope I never hear about this story ever the fuck again. I wish very bad things upon Mason Greenwood. And I hope he gets the absolute worst. Because guess what? He's an adult. Yeah, not a kid. We label him a kid, but he's not a kid. He'll get tried as an adult. And I hope he gets thrown in adult jail. And I hope adult, you know, prisoners do adult things to him. That's the only thing I'm going to say. So, um, we're going to move on. Because like I said, I didn't want to talk about that for more than a minute. Fuck Mason Greenwood. And yeah, we are going to continue. Guys, uh, we're going to now start talking about some positives. Um, some big transfer news. Some coaching changes. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter, guys. We're probably going to aim for probably at it or about around 30 minutes. Um, later this week, we are going to be putting out our regular scheduled episode where we will have our pick previews for the upcoming weekend's um, games actually no wait there are i don't think there's any games this weekend i think it's the following week but we'll yeah, figure that out yeah. i think i think there's midweek games hold on let me take a, all right but a we'll uh, we'll figure that out but thursday we'll run a more normal episode um hey if we don't have anything jd maybe we could talk a little champions league but um outside <laughs> okay. of yeah, outside of that oh, i mean hey it is coming up i mean a lot of people do forget we're like two weeks away from champions league at this point because when you're listening to this it's february 1st we're like again like 10 or so days away from hearing that beautiful, beautiful anthem pour into my soul on a Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Um, I'm still not excited to play Atletico Madrid. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, big uh, news coming out of Everton today. Everton have appointed a manager, and JD, I'm hoping you didn't throw away the fat Frank memes because Frank Lampard is back in the Premier League, baby. Dude, Fat Frank memes never fucking left my phone. Are you kidding me? That oh. those are some of the best soccer memes ever. I mean, I mean honestly ever. Just fat fat footballers in general are amazing, but Fat Frank, I it's Fat Frank and Fat Holland for me. Oh, the, those those two people are just the, the just the best fat player slash manager memes. I, I just, and they, and they never left. So I'm happy to see Fat Frank back in the Premier League. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go for Everton because you're... I mean, basically you sacked a Champions League winner for a guy that couldn't do it at Chelsea. So I I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll spin this a little bit. One... I also was looking up other fat managers. I saw some sweet, fat Stevie Bruce photos. Uh, and then I realized that that's actually just his regular face. Uh, but uh, tip your waitresses, I'll be here all week. 
Um, but I was actually thinking, I wish Everton was the team Frank Lampard went to first. Because I think, like, the way you see Patrick Vieira, who, you know, had a few, had experience or in, you know, in the MLS and in France and, you know, Stephen Gerrard, uh, not Stephen Gerrard, um, Frank Lampard had a little experience in the championship. Like, going to a mid-table club where the expectation is to not win right now is such an awesome thing. Look what Stevie G is doing right now at Aston Villa. Like, even if Stephen G didn't have his stellar start he's had so far, it, it, he's still going to be given time to adapt, and he's going to be given time to actually do what he wants to do with the club. When you are a brand new manager for Chelsea, United, Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Arsenal, you lose one of your two first games, and they're already asking for your head in the sports section of the local paper. Everton is a perfect fit for Frank Lampard because if he doesn't kick off, it's okay. Give him time. And honestly, I think Everton do, and especially, I mean, we'll talk about it in the next few minutes. They did a little business to actually kind of help them out a little bit. I mean, I think I, I think at this point, you know, Frank's only job is to just not get them relegated. And I know they're about like five or six points out of the relegation fight. So I think you kind of just do what you got to do. You grab a few wins. You don't look like the shittiest team in the league. And you know what? I think Frank, at this point, it would be a success for the rest of the year. So I, I don't know, JD. I think... I think this is a much better fit than if Frank went to another big club. Yeah, I, I I'm not saying it's not a bad like it's I'm not saying it's not a good fit. I know like, you want to see you want to see you want to see what happens. It's it's yeah. it's a fine fit. Like I think I think Frank Lampard will do fine at Everton. He'll probably keep them up. It's just going from Chelsea legend to Chelsea manager and then just well not disgraced really but failing Chelsea manager to now to Everton who it's not a, you're not coming in at a good point at like with Everton like I, I sure you have two big you know relatively large signings for Everton in Deli Alley and Donny Vandebeek but I I don't I don't know I don't know I Donny Vandebeek that's a good loan signing honestly that's good Deli Alley I have fuck all idea about how that's going to go. I he he could yeah. score 10 goals in the second half of the season or he could not start a single game. I have absolutely no idea. I that is that's a gamble and it's funny that that's a gamble because apparently the report is Tottenham aren't getting any money. Like they're selling him to uh to Everton. But the the fee arrangement is that they only, they get like ten million pounds if he plays twenty games. The yes. funny part about that is, and Tottenham are just I I just I this entire month is just hilarious. Um, the funny part about that fee structure is Everton don't have twenty games to play for the rest of the season, unless they get to the FA Cup final, which I highly doubt that. And Deli Ali would have to play in every single fucking game. They. Tottenham won't get a fee for him until at the least January of next year. That's hilarious. I mean, I, Tottenham are an absolute circus. That yeah. they, they, like <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Yeah. And I, I just I I'm I'm actually tired laughing about Tottenham and their transfer yeah. business. 
So hey. I, I guess that I guess at this point, it's now, good segue. We, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we will now transition into um, talking about some transfers, guys. Uh, we're gonna stick really just in the Premier League. Uh, maybe a couple ins, a couple outs. Uh, probably the most like heartwarming story of it all. It is official, confirmed, done deal. Christian Eriksen is back in the Premier League with Brentford. We talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm interested, again, I, I'm interested to see what role he's going to do with this club. Um, I, I'd like to think he's going to be kind of a player-manager kind of combo because Brentford have a fairly, really young team and a really fast-paced team. And Christian Eriksen, like, one of the things in Christian Eriksen's repertoire has never been pace. Um, I've never thought to have him to be one to run someone down and really, like, put in the dirty work. So, I'm interested to see. Um, I mean, JD, if you want to, I mean, I don't know about you, if you want to chime in at all about, you know. I, I see him as an impact sub. Um, it's a six-month contract. I, and for obvious reasons. Yeah. And I, I think, I think Christian Erickson would, would have been the first one to agree to that. Um, you know, I, he hasn't played since the summer for, you know, after suffering cardiac arrest. He has the pacemaker. I, I, Which, I think he's going to be used, not not sparingly, but he. I don't I don't think he's going to start many games. I think he, he will come on as an impact sub more often than not. And, and, and also be there for training, for leadership, things like that, which is great. I mean, that that is great. It's great to be able to do that as a, a club like Brentford to bring in an experienced veteran like Erickson in this situation. I think it, I think I think it suits both parties very well. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I'm excited. I, again, I just I always worry because like you have to remember the last time we really saw Christian Erickson, he was physically being carted off the field, and actually technically, I think he was like dead when they were showing him getting carted off. So it's like. I'm going to be excited to see him back in the Premier League, but I'm going to be so fucking nervous that, like... <sighs> JD, we're going to talk about um, a, a Newcastle. Again, we knew Newcastle would have a bigger, um, you know, January. They're going to do everything in their power to really go out and get uh, some new prospects. Um, some new prospects, including Matt Target from... Aston Villa, but the big signing, their big first marquee signing is going to be um, Bruno from Lyon, and um, that's a big signing for a big, big fee. I mean, you look at it, it's about $42 million, eight with add-ons and incentives. I mean, that's the big splash. You know, you know. yes, Newcastle have gone out and they've spent uh, a few dollars here or there. They, we've talked about some of the moves that they've already done. Um but this is a big move for them because honestly, I mean, he's young. He is an excellent, excellent player, an absolute dominant force in the French league. Um, I mean, uh, JD, I signings like this, I, I can see Newcastle staying up. Yeah. So I'll I'll say one thing. I didn't know who who this player was. Um, that that might just be because I don't really follow the French league. Um, Cover your ears, JC. Yeah, I, I don't. I like. I I don't really follow that league. Uh, I didn't know who this guy was. Uh, so for forty two, forty five mil or whatever with add ons, I was a little surprised. That's a lot um, for somebody that. I mean, I I like to think of myself as someone who knows a lot about soccer in Europe, and I had never heard of the guy. 
to be honest. And that might be ignorance on me. That that very well might be. But I just I hadn't heard of him, and that seems like a lot of money. So it remains to be seen. Uh, apparently, he's been very good for Leon. Um, I know some other players on Leon that you know maybe would be better, but who knows? No, it's it's it it's again. I just think you know this is one of those signings where you know okay Newcastle, I see you because. For a while, some of the signings that they were doing, you know, were just like little signings here or there, or they weren't like the impact signings. And my biggest like think like the thing I was thinking the most was, you know, the big hurdle of are they going to be able to go out and get a big signing, someone that they're going to be able to rely on, a game changer. And this is it. They 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 got their guy. And now that the window is closed, I mean. Now we start to rank how the bottom of the table looks and, and you see some of the, you know, teams on the bottom. You know, Everton, yes, a few points off, but they definitely helped their case. Newcastle brought in almost a new entire wave of players to make a difference. And then you look at some of the other clubs and you really didn't see that much movement. So now I'm starting to really like, hey... Newcastle have officially made a statement and we all make the joke that like, hey, maybe Newcastle, you know, if they get relegated, what's the point of big signings? This signing right here is telling me that they have done enough to, at least in my opinion, fight for points to stay up. And then in the summer is when you're going to see Newcastle really flex their financial wealth because they're going to now go in and get some of those big marquee names so that they compete can compete in the upcoming year. So, uh... JD, the next uh, the next one we are going to talk about um, uh, big done deal. We already kind of mentioned it twice. Daily Alley going to Everton on a permanent. Donny Vanderbeek going on a loan until the end of the season. These are big signings, and honestly, for Frank Lampard, having a midfield now where you have Decore, you have Donny Vanderbeek, and you have Daily Alley, that's a pretty good midfield that is a in my opinion a mid table mid like midfield like i think though that midfield can win you a few games yeah i i, I think lampard will actually use donny van de beek um, i had i had to feel that that was a part of the deal i really don't think donny would have agreed to anything if frank was gonna just put him on the bench yeah i mean i mean if, if you think back a couple years ago with lampard at derby county with Mason Mount. The way Lampard was able to unlock Mason Mount in that team. I I have the same feeling with Donny Van de Beek at Everton. I'm not I, I don't think Everton will do much the rest of the season. I mean they'll win a couple games, they'll stay up, but I, I, I think this will be a good thing for Donny Van de Beek's career. This loan. Oh yeah. Because he'll come he'll go back to United I don't. I don't know who's going to or who's going to be managing United next season. Maybe it'll be the right manager for him, but if not, it'll still be a good experience where other teams might be interested in him. And I, I as far as Donny Van de Beek's career at Manchester United is gone, he should probably just get the fuck out. Honestly. Well, well the, and again, the key thing and the one thing I like is United did not put a. Um a buy now clause on this deal. And honestly, that tells me one and only thing is United uh, doesn't have an, an amount. They they physically don't have an estimated amount of what they can sell Donnie for because 
Donnie hasn't played enough to know what his worth is. So the fact that he's going to be given six solid months in a program where hopefully he's going to be playing the majority of the minutes, then United can kind of turn back. They can bring in their next manager, and then they can kind of figure out, hey, are we keeping this guy or are we selling this guy? This is what he looked like for Everton. Is it worth us keeping him, or can we try to make some money back? Because I don't think at this point... I mean, they bought him for 40 yeah, and he's he's worth forty at the most. Yeah. I don't care if he scores ten goals in the second half of the season. He's worth forty at the most because Manchester United fucked up the first half oh, of no. the season. Oh no, and 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 I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I look at again, I look at this from the point of view of it's just like, you know, if you can make some money back and then use that money for other things. Because there's no point. There's no point in saying, oh, we have someone as class as Donny Vanderbeek on the team if you're not gonna play him. Sell him, get some money. Bring in the guy you want. Get the guy that you're going to be starting week in and week out. So that's really everything along the lines of Everton. Um, uh, a lot of the big teams in the Premier League really didn't make many moves. But Liverpool, JD, Liverpool made a very, very, very big signing. They picked up Lu uh, Luis Diaz from Porto in a roughly around a $45 million, uh, 40 million Blah, 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 blah. 45 million euro deal with 15 million euros in add-ons and incentives. JD, this is a big signing for Liverpool, and this is telling me that, hey, City might, you know, you're not running away with the league next year. This is a signing that's telling me that Liverpool are trying to get right back in it. Yeah, see, it, it, it it's funny. I, I knew this guy because Liverpool's played fucking Porto like every year in the Champions League for the last... 10 years i'm hey. being sarcastic but they and they always beat him five nil but <laughs> i knew about this guy and there weren't actually that many links it, it was weird it 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 doesn't fully remind me of the fabinho transfer because the fabinho transfer was literally an overnight like here we go from from a uh, rom bomb like that was i i mean i knew of fabinho but like that was an overnight thing uh, a couple years ago, but th this this Luis Diaz transfer. I mean, I mean, it's it's a good signing. It, it's it's a decent amount of money, but you have to think Liverpool doesn't spend a ton of money on one player that often. Yeah. They they do it sparingly, and so far it's been pretty good. I mean, you you think of the last time they spent even close to this amount of money, it was on Allison and Van Dyke. Yeah. I that's worked out see see liverpool do what big teams should do which is they shouldn't just go around and fucking dump money in directions because oh look we have this money we can just throw it at anything and if it doesn't work out it is what it is like really i mean jd i ask you the liverpool fan when was the last time a big transfer of yours didn't work out um the fact that you have the fact to that think. no got you don't even don't say anything ladies and gentlemen the fact that JD has to think is a massive massive like hey we don't fuck up when we spend our money like i'm telling you right now i look at like teams like united tottenham arsenal who spend lump sums of fucking money but it's like oh well th this one didn't work out this one kind of worked out like xyz 
I would love if my team spent half of the money, but spent it in all the right fucking things. Yeah. Like, you, you know what's so funny? It, it, it's like you bring that up and you think of like Tiago Alcantara. Liverpool bought him last, or uh, was that a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Um, off the back of a Champions League win with Bayern. So I, I very, and he was like 29 at the time. So very much an in demand player, like a good player to bring in. They only spent like twenty eight or twenty nine million pounds on him. Well, his it would, which but, for that player at that time really was not that much. Yeah. I I know he his contract was almost up, but like, and and, 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 and yes, he's, he's and he's been injury wage. prone. But he's big he's on, been he, very injury prone. He's big but on that's, the wage. He's big on the wages though, right? His his wage is sure sure. His wages are probably a little higher than some other players, but. I still think Salah's the the highest. Or no, it might not be Salah because Salah's waiting for that new contract. It might be Van. Van Dyke might be the highest wage earner. I know James Milner is up there for absolutely no reason. I it's because he was a free transfer, but still. Good old it, James. Good old James. The wages Milner. of Liverpool really aren't that bad compared to other teams, um, because they just they. The play, I I think the players buy into the system where you know sure they could get fifty grand more a week at another team, but they're buying into the system where they could you know it's not they're not only thriving in the system, but that oh, system yeah. can also win them trophies. Yeah, no. and I that's where there's a few outliers where you know Mohamed Salah, Liverpool fucking pay him, fucking pay him. That is an outlier right there. Fucking pay him. Pay, pay him whatever he wants. If he wants 350k a week, pay it. I don't care. You look at Virgil van Dijk, who's probably only making 2 to 250. That's wor- that's worth it in my opinion. That you pay him less than Salah, honestly. But to get back to Luis Diaz, I I think that's a great signing. He's 25. I he he did well in the Portuguese league. I I think I think it's a good signing. I think it's going to be great competition for Mane. Um, I don't think Ma- Sadio Mane has not done well this season overall. He's doing pretty well in, in Afcon right now, which I think so is, I, which I think is great for him because you come back. Oh, with it's a, great for him. Well, you you come back with a load of freaking confidence, and then you fucking just take over. You know. Yeah, just- I I think if you, if you look at Liverpool's attack now, you have Salah and Mane coming back. You have Firmino. You know, there, I, he does, he does the, the little things that you don't think about, but you need more, but you have Diogo Jota in the form of his fucking life. You have Harvey Elliott coming back from injury. Goddamn. As an impact sub. Um, fucking Kay Gordon. I mean, that's, I could talk about Kay Gordon for an hour, but I won't. He's, uh, I think he's 17. Uh, yeah, he is a phantom. Um, but now you have Luis Diaz. And I will say the one deal that Liverpool did not get done on deadline day was for Fabio Carvalho from Fulham. The, uh, well, I see, it's funny. I know a lot about this guy because I literally signed him in my creative club mode on FIFA 22 from Fulham or Fulham. I I don't know why I said Fulham. 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 Give him the full. Uh, yeah. Fabio Carvalho. He, I've read about him as like, oh, this 18, well, now he's 19, like this, you know, hidden gem, like his potential is, you know, crazy in FIFA. So I signed him and he has been ridiculous on my FIFA save. Um, 
Yeah, Liverpool are very interested in him, and they tried to get a deal done for... I mean, they agreed. The, the deal was agreed with Fulham for £10 million, and he would be on loan for, with Fulham for the rest of the season, which, fair. Here's the kicker. It did not go through because the papers were not signed in time. Ah, and some fat... Yeah, some, no, 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 no. Fa- call it the fax machine, bro. Some, some n- nice fax machine. The best part about this is fuck Fulham. I said it again, Fulham. I don't know, Fulham. Uh, fuck Fulham. They tried to drag this out to get every penny from Liverpool. And the problem they are going to face is the same problem they faced with Harvey Elliott. When Liverpool signed Harvey Elliott, they, he was, he was uh, sorry, he, his contract was up. So Liverpool got him on a free. But because he was under the age of 23 in England, if you sign a player for free at the end of the contract, it goes to a tribunal who will decide a modest fee to pay that club for, you know, the years of, you know, training and academy yeah. growth, which is fair. That's that's a fair system. That's actually a great system, to be, to be honest. Um, the problem is Fulham got fucked on the Elliott deal. That tribunal... Gave Fulham like 5 million pounds. Elliot right now is worth 20. If not more. Even after even after that injury. Just just from the start of the season. And and the loan to um, uh, to fucking Blackburn Rovers last season. Just from that, he's worth 20 at least. Fabio Carvalho, I mean the deal was 10 million. That tribunal is probably going to do the same thing. They're probably going to say 5 or 6 mil. Fulham fucked themselves out of like 4 million pounds, which they could probably, I mean, if they get promoted, maybe they don't need that. But if they don't get promoted, they fucking need that 4 million pounds. Yeah. They, they have themselves to blame for this. They really do. Cause Liverpool had this, they Liverpool had this ready to go days ago. And I, yeah, I just, I'm, and, 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 and Carvalho clearly wants to go to Liverpool. He had the medical, Today, no. today, as we're recording, he had a medical at Liverpool. Jeez, imagine it go- was imagine going like, to imagine going to the doctor when you're healthy. God. Well, no, it, it, but the thing is, like, it, he he's up. His contract is up at the end of the season. He was going to be loaned back to Fulham regardless. It doesn't matter. Like, it, nothing has changed for Fabio Carvalho. It's Fulham well, who are going to get fucked here. Well, like they I, are getting fucked out of money, well, which I, mean, I at this point it's their fault. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, Fuck Fulham. and. That kind of brings us to our next topic. Um, you know, we'll talk about Man United really, really quickly. Um, we already talked about Donny Vanderbeek. He went out on loan. Um, Adama Diallo went out on loan to Rangers. Actually scored five minutes into his debut. Um, and then, you know, as well, the big talking point is uh, Jesse Lingard apparently being on the verge of going to Newcastle. But apparently Man United turned around and said, no, we'd like to keep the player. Um, Jesse Lingard has made it very, very clear that he is not sticking around and he will be let go on a fray. United, uh, you, you take like the $5 million you would have got and just like, here you go, Jesse. Cause I mean, let's be real here. Jesse's not playing minutes. That's, that's, that's very, very silly. But again, uh, we're going to finish up with the two London clubs. Um, Chelsea really didn't do any business. Uh, really quickly, actually, we'll talk about Man City. Uh, Man City uh, also got across the deal. Uh, very young uh, Julian um, Al- um, Alvarez uh, for about... 
give or take about 17 million euros uh, from River Plates, if I'm not mistaken, that's correct. Uh, he's a striker. Um, South, you know, honestly, I think this is, you know, he seems like a very much like a Fernando, um, not Fernando Torres, uh, Fernand Torres, um, kind of replacement to like what they sold him to. Like, he's very fast, very agile, probably basically another Gabriel Jesus. Um, it's nice to see, but that was really City's only movement. Uh, Chelsea didn't really have any movement, which is very surprising because they're kind of on the fringe of trying to escape being in a Champions League battle with the rest. And um, again, very interesting from the number three and the number four teams currently on the uh, table. Uh, really quickly, we'll talk about some Tottenham. Uh, they had... Um, the bigger talking points is uh, Brian Gill, uh, the guy they brought in uh, this past summer. Uh, they heel, heel. Heel, heel. My apologies. Um, I'm thinking of the uh, MLS player, Gill. Um, loaned him to uh, Valencia. Um, I really don't think we have anything to talk about that. But... And Giovanni Los Celso also oh, yes. loaned to, I think, Villarreal, Leon. right? Oh, no, Leon. Leon. Oh, oh, he went to Leon. That's yeah. what I was Okay. And that has yeah. an option They're... to buy that has an option to buy for I think what, seventy three million euros? They're... Tottenham is bleeding midfielders. I don't understand. And 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 Dombele, back to Leon. Yeah. Lost money on that. Can I just say something? Tottenham are I, I said it earlier. I I cannot I don't understand Tottenham. They are just leaking all of their good players, honestly. I, maybe the Ndombele thing, he, you know, players didn't like him, coaching staff didn't like him. I don't care. You are losing a shit ton of money on that deal. And, I, you, you know, you lose with Chelsea, you lose heel. You're bringing in Kulisevsky, or uh, I forget nope, if I'm pronouncing nope. that right, from Juventus. Yep, you got Kulisevsky. that correctly. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's a fine deal. Fine. And Benziker, also from Juventus, fine. Don't, don't lose more midfielders than you're bringing in. I'm sorry. That that is just transfer 101. Don't lose more starting midfielders than you bring in. That that is just Yeah, I just I, No. That very very confusing um Tottenham continue to very much confuse me um with just everything they do. I was expecting Tottenham to do something much bigger uh with this being the first window Antonio Conte has been a part of. Um but yeah. There you go. Tottenham going to Tottenham. And then finally the last bit of transfer news uh JD we're going to finish on a funnier note. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang apparently just went to Barcelona and said, I'm not leaving. So... Yeah, I, th I thought United would snap him up. Yeah, uh, uh, you would have watched me hanging from the high highest, you know, rafter in the entire building if that happened. But Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is officially a Barcelona player. JD, they sold him on a free. Honestly? Yep. Arsenal, honestly? Arsenal sold him on a free. That is the right statement right there. Honestly, they got 350k off the books, and honestly, I well, they had to pay that. They had to well, pay that out. Well, yeah, I get that, but I'm talking about they at least got him like goodbye they, gone. They, no, but they they didn't get it off the books. They had to pay out the rest of his contract. They did not get a transfer fee for him. So th yeah. that's not that's not the right way to put it. Oh, well. They had to pay out the rest of his contract of 350k a week. So no, they Ar Arsenal did not win in this, and Barcelona honestly did not win in this either. They're yeah, getting well, nothing. Okay, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, Barcelona... Oh, yeah, we forgot to also say Adama Traore is officially now a Barcelona player uh, for the rest of the season yeah. on loan. But, um, dude, Barcelona at this offseason couldn't afford to pay Messi to stay. But instead have turned around and bought, like, nine players. And I'm sitting here going... 
Dude, you were broke six months ago. The fuck has changed? Goldman Sachs invested in them or some shit. I don't know. They hey. they have some kind of money influx. It doesn't change the fact that they're like a billion euros yeah. in debt. It I, doesn't uh, change that, but they had some kind of money influx. That hurts with, my face. I think it was with Goldman Sachs. I, they, which has allowed them to do this. But I, I Barcelona is a train wreck. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who wants. I mean, Ferran Torres. Good, good fucking luck. I. I don't know. I, yeah, so, I Ferran, just, so who they bring in? Ferran Torres, they brought in Domitriore, and they brought in Aubameyang. Yeah. Like, literally three forwards, where they already have a couple good forwards in Memphis Depay. Well, Antifati's injured. Yeah. And, uh, well, I almost said, oh, wow, I almost said Griezmann. Um, no, they do not have Griezmann. Yeah, they don't have Griezmann, um, yeah. They, I, their transfer, if, if anybody listening does not understand the issues that Barcelona has right now, it goes beyond financial issues. It's it's common sense. If you look at some of their transfers over the last couple of years, it is hysterical. It, it is just absolutely hysterical. I they, they <laughs> I just I can't even describe yeah, the no. money that they have wasted. And Usman Dembele, uh, for somehow stayed at Barcelona. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was leaving for sure. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was off, but he's still there, making a shit ton of money and waste. Yeah, just wasting a lot of a lot of Barcelona's money for being fit about every ten games. Yeah, you're not. You're yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. But Aubameyang, I, it's, yeah, I, I, it, it's gonna be funny to see him in a Barcelona shirt because he's probably gonna be super underwhelming. He's probably gonna make a shit ton of money, and I mean, good for him. Good yeah. for him. I, I'm I'm there for anybody that wants to make their bag, but uh, yeah. no, I, 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 I don't think I, I think the Barcelona clubs are going to be just as fun for him as the London clubs. Nope. I again I I, I agree with you 100. percent But uh, guys, we're like like I said, this was going to be a shorter episode. Uh, no game talk. So we talked a little transfer window. Um, let us know if there is another transfer you think we missed or we didn't talk about enough, and you know maybe we'll bring it up. But like I said, we haven't really scheduled what we're going to do Thursday, so uh, or for Friday's episode. So you know, be on the lookout though. There will still be an episode recorded. So uh, guys, remember uh, if you're listening to this, you are clearly a fan. So make sure you are giving us a five star rating, and make sure you're telling your friends, you share, you follow. We greatly appreciate it. Remember. Follow us on Instagram at the EPL Boys, where you can get all the updated information going on currently in the English Premier League Boys camp. As well, it's where we interact with you guys the most. So we're hoping that you give us the follow. But guys, as always, my name is Matt. Here with my guy JD. Guys, be safe, be well, and we will see you guys later in the week. Peace out.